Hi, I'm Debbie from Property Apprentice, and today's podcast session, I'm going to be talking about three reasons, probably more to be honest, but three main reasons why you shouldn't wait for prices to drop before you buy a property. And the reason I thought this would be quite a good podcast is because we get asked just about every week whether you should wait for house prices to fall before you buy something. And look, in our experience, what we found is that trying to time the market is a recipe for disaster. You only know that you're at the bottom of the market when the market started to pick back up again. Likewise, you only know that you're at the peak of the property boom when house prices have started to correct. And don't get me wrong, like when I'm talking about a correction in prices, it doesn't necessarily mean that prices are dropping. It generally, when I'm talking about it, I'm talking about market activity. So what we're certainly seeing almost across the board in New Zealand is that house prices have stabilised. In some areas they are showing signs of, of decreasing values, in others they're still having slight increases, it's just not increasing at the same rate. Now one of the main reasons that we're seeing this is because we've got a credit crunch going on because of the amendments to the triple CFA, which I'm pretty sure I've talked about in a previous podcast, certainly on um, some of the appearances that I've made on the AM show and things like that as well, and in our free events too. So, you know, if you haven't been to one of our free events, what's stopping you? You know, get online, go to our website, propertyapprentice.co.nz and um, book in for one of our free events. We do them about every week. So, you know, and, and I hold them live. So you get the opportunity to ask lots of questions. But anyway, today's subject, three reasons why you shouldn't wait for prices to drop before you buy a property. First of all, what if they don't? You know, we're in a period where we've got interest rates increasing. If you're waiting for house prices to fall, it's actually going to cost you more to have the same mortgage if house prices don't. So what I would suggest is uh, instead of worrying and watching the prices and the medians and the averages that keep getting reported almost on a daily basis at the moment, and let's face it, you know, we've seen stats where it's shown that the average prices have increased, but then the median prices have decreased. So, you know, stats aren't everything. Now, the reason that medians and averages can get affected can be quite simply because of the types of properties that have been sold. So, for example, if one month the types of properties that are sold are all expensive, you know, large houses in a suburb, and then the next month it's the lower end of the price point that have been sold the majority of, then both the median and the average is going to show a decrease and it will appear that house prices have plummeted, you know. So expensive sales one month, cheaper sales the next month, different types of property, but it skews the median and it skews the average. So don't put too much stock into those things like the medians and the averages um, because it can get quite confusing if you're not completely aware of everything that's going on in that particular suburb. It's more important that you're understanding what's happening in your particular area. So one of the things that, that I firmly believe moving forward, and this is my point number two. So point number one was statistics aren't everything. Point number two, I do believe that there will be some houses that will sell below value. Okay, And when I'm talking about value, I'm talking about market value. So fair market value given a willing buyer and a willing seller. So there will be some properties that will sell below market value in the next couple of years. And part of that will be because, you know, there are some people who will be quite motivated to sell. 
Now we're in a buyer's market, which means that there's not as many buyers in the market. And the main reason for that, like I said before, is because of the changes to the triple CFA, which has made finance harder to get, or you know, people can't get as much of a mortgage as they previously could before those amendments. So it is reducing the amount of buyers in the market and it's certainly reducing the amount that people can get lending for, which reduces the top dollar purchase price that they can pay. So when, when I said that there could be some houses that sell below value, It'll be a combination of the vendor's motivation to sell. You know, someone who's who's motivated to sell within a relatively short time frame. If you're the only person negotiating on that property, you've got a pretty good chance of getting an actually really good deal, especially if they've owned that house for a number of years and they've seen significant increases in value over the last few years during that booming market. The thing about those, you know, those properties here and there, you're not going to know which property you're going to be able to negotiate a really good deal on. The only way that you're going to be able to find those deals is by actively looking, not waiting. Okay, they're not going to advertise oh, price. Well, no, they do sometimes advertise price drops, but it's it's not necessarily a, an actual price drop. It could just be that they were marketing at a higher price than what the market value was at that particular time. So you need to be active in the market to be able to pick up opportunities as and when they pop up. And that's regardless of whether you're a home buyer or whether you're an investor, but more importantly, if you're an investor, because as an investor, you need to be buying based on the numbers. And when the market's not increasing in value significantly, when you're not getting that capital gain that we get through a booming property market, you need to be looking at different ways that you can make your money when you buy. So one of them is by negotiating and buying below market value. So you're creating instant equity. It's that old saying, make your money when you buy. And another way that you can do that is to add value to that property. So, you know, this is this is where we're heading into a market where deals that worked in a boom don't necessarily work in a in a slower property market. So for example, think about new builds. You know, new builds in a booming market kind of make sense. If you're buying off the plan and in its negative cash flow, you might be able to accept that if you are going to get strong capital growth over the next few years. It might make you feel like you've made a good investment. Whereas in reality, if you are buying in a slower market and you're not getting the strong capital gains that we see in a booming market, you need to look at different strategies because you know, if you're paying top market value and you, there's nothing that you can do to increase the value on that property, like a new build, for example, and cash flow in new builds is pretty horrible as a rental property, then, you know, yeah, you need to question whether you're buying it based on emotion or whether you're buying with, you know, with actually looking at the figures in mind, because investment should be all about the numbers. You know, it's all about the numbers. Try and remove as much emotion as you possibly can out of it. Now, I mentioned also the interest rates are on the increase. So I did some quick calculations um, because I can, and I'm qualified to talk about this as a qualified mortgage advisor, you know, financial advisor. 
So um, one of the things that I crunched the numbers on was how much would a property have to fall in value in order to equal 1% interest rate increase, okay? Because interest rates are definitely on the rise. So if, you, if you're sitting on the sidelines waiting for values to drop, interest rates are increasing, you know, like we're expecting interest rates to be a percent higher than they are now before the end of this year. So if you're waiting for the market to drop in value and you're waiting and waiting and waiting until the end of this year, for example, if interest rates are 1% higher at that point, that's equivalent to a 10% drop in market value. Now, I don't expect house prices across New Zealand to drop in value by 10%. I think there will be some houses that will sell 10% below value because people negotiated hard on those and the vendor was willing to accept a lower price because they were motivated to sell. And there'll be some areas where house prices in general will drop. I think I mentioned this in an earlier podcast. It tends to be the smaller towns uh, with shrinking populations in New Zealand that get hit hardest in an economic recession and in a property downturn, just because there's not as much demand. Okay, so we need that supply and demand to keep prices buoyant. So at the moment, less demand from buyers because of the credit crunch, and we're seeing more properties coming on the market uh, being listed for sale because vendors are looking to sell their properties. So yeah, get out there, uh, get a pre-approval for lending if you can. So that way you'll at least know what your budget is and negotiate hard, make your money when you buy. Um, making your money when you're buying or buying below values, that'll also help to protect you if values do actually drop after you've purchased. But at the end of the day, if values do drop after you purchase, you still don't lose anything unless you sell it for a lower price than you paid for it. Okay, so if values do drop, just sit tight. I've never seen a home buyer stress out about property values dropping because they don't tend to care about market values too much after they've bought a house. So yeah, just hang in there, keep paying that mortgage and, um, and sit tight because downturns in the New Zealand property market tend to be much shorter in duration than the recoveries and the boom. Property investment is a long-term game. It's a long-term strategy and you need to be using strategies that work in today's property market, not the strategies that worked last year, regardless of tax benefits or no tax benefits. Okay, so thanks for listening. Uh, keep your eyes open and your ears peeled. That doesn't make any sense at all, but yeah, stay tuned uh, for our next podcast. We're going to try and make a bit more of an effort to do these things more regularly, especially at the moment when there's so much going on in the property market that's worth talking about. So we'll try and keep you up to date more effectively than we have been previously. Thanks for listening.